Good morning, everyone. This is Gary Kay, and you're listening to a special AV People edition of my Rants and Raves podcast. Uh, as you know, I've been featuring uh, really cool, important people that have helped pa- pave the way for where our industry is today. Uh, and I'm, today's no exception. I'm joined with Nancy Knowlton. And uh, you know Nancy probably as uh, the, not only the founder of Smart Technologies, but also the founder, co-founder of uh, Nareva. Nancy, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm just great, Gary. How about you? I'm doing great. I'd, I'd love to hear from, uh, from you first off, uh, how you got in the industry? Like were you in school and all of a sudden decided you wanted to go into technology or where was the impetus? Well, you know, I'm just going to lay the blame right at my husband's feet. Uh, and uh, it's Dave who, uh, who got me uh, really into this. Uh, He was casting around for what he was going to do. We got an opportunity to take on a a liquid crystal display research activity that had been embedded within ITT Corporation. It was um, down in the the Phoenix area. We conceptualized a product uh, and, uh, you know, met a few roadblocks, but ultimately brought a product um, into the market. Um, and uh, I, I was kind of working in the background uh, with him uh, at the time. You know, I have a, an undergrad marketing and finance degree, an MBA in um, marketing and finance, and I also was a chartered accountant, the equivalent of a CPA. And so, you know, I was doing all of the background activities to uh, get the product ready to sell. I can remember a trade show that we did in the Washington, D.C. area, highly technical telecommunication uh, trade show. And uh, so I was there in the booth, again, in the background, and Dave was uh, engaged with um, an individual uh, talking to him about what the Smart 2000 conferencing system could be. And the man's wife was uh, just standing around and uh, so I said um, you know what do you do and she said oh I'm a I'm a teacher and I said well would you like to see the system um, I said we don't have anybody using the product in education but having been a professor in a university for four years I said why don't I just show you some of the ways that you could use it and and uh, this may make you laugh but I've never stopped talking since <laughs> <laughs> So you had a connection there. And then it's funny because it's so, so basically the focus on education from the standpoint of back in the smart days, was that was accidental at the time or had you always thought that that was going to be a big segment of the market? Oh, you know, we thought we were making a business uh, communication um, product and uh, you know, I had um, multiple conversations with spouses at uh, this particular telecom uh, show and they were all teachers and You know, after uh, the second trade show uh, that I attended, and again, we met with a number of sort of tag-along visitors who were teachers, I said to Dave, you know, I think there's something here. Why don't I focus in that area and you carry on with with what you're doing? And lo and behold, it just uh, grew and grew. uh, And to our great surprise, after 25 years, uh, 85% of our revenue had really come from education. But that was a surprise. Did you um, find that you the technology just became interesting at that point in time or were you more interested in the use case or did like at what point in time did, did you decide, you know what, this tech thing's not so, not so, uh, you know, not so difficult or what kind of was the aha moment for you? 
You know, I think it was a combination of things. Uh, here's probably a, a little uh, known detail, but I had uh, taught computer science in, in university. I think most people think that I'm just a, a fluffy uh, marketing uh, or business type. And um, I actually was reasonably technical when I was uh, younger, not because I had uh, trained in that, but because it, it kind of came a, a little bit naturally. I understood um, a lot of that. And, and so it wasn't foreign, it wasn't uh, something to be afraid of, and I, I kind of naturally gravitated towards it. And at the time, you know, uh, uh, trade shows like Comdex were uh, front and center, and I'll tell you what, uh, just a, a mental overload to attend a show like that. So I was pretty interested in technology, but very rapidly, um, moved into the realm of trying to understand uh, the needs that people had and whether it was educators or business people uh, it, it really was a compelling proposition to try to figure out how to sell something to them. I'll give you a little bit of kudos too because one thing that I noticed back in the late 80s early 90s was back then when SMART was coming out with their original collateral and literature this is before the days of websites. Your uh, product literature and your um, catalogs were more consumer looking than everyone. All of ours were very techy looking and very standardized, you know, headline, picture, copy kind of look. And yours had more of an artistic background. Um, is that from your? Uh, is that from the? from where did that come from? Is that from your MBA? Is that from you trying to take a different route or is that just sort of innately built inside of you? You know, I think what we tried to do was create an overall look that was consistent with the messaging uh, that we were trying to convey. And if you think about uh, the, the smart board, it was something that everybody uh, could use. And so we wanted to make our materials very uh, distinctive, very approachable, make the language uh, simple, uh, and uh, have people understand the use case and the benefit pretty much um, immediately. So I, I think it was a combination of, of those things. In the early days of uh, SMART, back in the early uh, to late 90s, we would have had 35 or 40 marketing people within the company and they were within all of the standard functions that you would think of marketing. So these were people with marketing uh, degrees and you know that's probably a lot of uh, where our materials and our overall uh, presentation was perhaps um, more distinctive than other uh, companies. We were marketing at the core. Yeah, marketing driven rather than, you're right, most of the companies in the industry back then were very engineering uh, driven companies. So so what do you, obviously you, 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 you've uh, sold Smart and you went on to form uh, Nareva. We'll talk about Nareva in just a moment. But I'm just curious, so what do you, on your free time, are you just obsessed with tech publications do you read or do you do you have an outlet outside of technology um, or are you like the rest of us where you're kind of caught up in technology all the time even on our daily lives yeah you know I, I, I kind of have to be because again look who I'm married to <laughs> you know he's uh, Dave is always pushing 
the leading edge of a lot of uh, technology. Through the years, he's given me uh, technology presents where I open them up and I look at them and say, <laughs> he'll give me a quick explanation and very shortly over the Christmas break, the gift will disappear from home. It'll find its way into the office and, uh, uh, you know, I'll never see it again. But, the, you know, it's kind of the environment that we uh, we live in. We are very interested in, um, in all aspects of technology. You know, I'll, I'll give you an, an example in our personal lives. We, we bought um, a Tesla. Uh, early on, and I will tell you that we don't stop uh, being fascinated by what Tesla has done. Our car is always connected uh, to the internet, and uh, we we keep it at our uh, place in California. And there's always an update. You know, they've reconfigured the whole control panel. Uh, at different uh, times, they've added new features, new functionality. What's not to marvel about enhancements to a product that can be delivered with today's technology? It's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's the whole tech industry changing the car industry right there, right in front of our very yeah. eyes. Yeah. Um, so uh, you also travel a lot. Uh, I, uh, I know a lot of the travel is for for, uh, for, for business, you do a lot of shows all around the world. What's your favorite place to go? Where's the place that, that Nancy likes to go to get away and it's this place that you just think is just amazing? Well, you know, it's a, it's a funny little place. Uh, it's Lucerne in, um, in Switzerland. And for us, just the opportunity to wake up uh, and look out uh, over the lake at the mountains, it's just uh, so relaxing, uh, so peaceful. You know, it's nicely located in the heart of Europe. It's easy to get to, travel to Zurich and take the train or drive down uh, to Lucerne. And for us, it's just relaxation. Uh, like we, we, we don't seem to get anywhere else. And, you know, Lucerne is a, a small place. We've gone up most of the mountains in the area. We like to uh, hike a lot and walk and just a, a wonderful place. And, and so you went on to, uh, to form uh, Nareva. Nareva is what, about four or five years old now? About four years old, yes. Four, four years old. And uh, you have a really unique product there. Where, where The best way for me to describe it is, you know, you create a digital canvas as big as you want visually, but behind the scenes it's, you know, sort of a virtual 200-foot, canvas that, that you can make as vi visually inside of a room, any size and shape that you want. That's very unique. Uh, I think you're, I'm guessing that you're talking audio wise through your HDL 300 audio system. I'm guessing is probably in the room there. Um, what, what is your favorite product right now that you're working on? Oh, well, you know, Gary, you've got some daughters and I would say you probably would never answer the question about who your favorite uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like that uh, for me, you know. There's different attributes, different uh, characteristics. If we think about the audio um, product, it's a, a more well-known space. Everybody at some point has participated in an audio uh, conference, and so they've got their uh, carabouts there. But it's also a competitive uh, space with uh, entrenched uh, leaders and. Um, much loved uh, technology and products. 
So while it's well known, it's hard to, uh, to break into that space. And for those of us who happen to love a challenge, there's a challenge galore there. And then when we think about uh, the Nareva wall and Span uh, workspace uh, software, that's more of an educational uh, experience right from uh, the get-go. And so the challenge there is to get the um, product concept and the benefits encapsulated in such a way that as people are thinking about the tools that are going to help them with their innovation uh, through the next number of years and what might be able to help them transform their business processes and activities, that's yet again another uh, challenge. And then layer on top of both of those products, the need to um, recruit and engage and develop support uh, a channel and you know we've got enough uh, challenge to keep us going for a number of years it's just very intellectually stimulating so I have a qu question for you to, if you had to go back the entire time you've been in the industry uh, about the same time I have uh, about 30 years do you, if you could go back and uh, think of a time whether it's a show or an event or was there a, an aha moment for you where you saw a product and you were like, this is a game, this is like the best. Now you can't, you can't pick your own product now because you obviously innovated a lot with Smart and Nureva. But if you had to point to another product that you just remember seeing or using or playing with and you're like, this is just amazing. What was that aha moment for you? You know, it's actually right now. It's the uh, Amazon Echo uh, product line. I can tell you that we have uh, purchased uh, and used uh, just about every um, one of the, the various models. And Dave and I attended an event um, in Silicon Valley, I guess it was last year, and uh, one of the, the chief architects of the um, Amazon uh, Echo product was, uh, was there. And we were looking at how that product through voice is going to enable so many things um, in, the, in the home. It has the potential to do that uh, for work. And for us, that was just another amazing uh, experience. I don't know if you've got an Echo Show yet. If you don't, you need to put that on your Christmas wish list. Um, but we're, we've, we've got that now in our kitchen and we're starting to find our friends are getting uh, that product as well. And so we're going to be able to do our uh, Skype calls right from uh, that product in, uh, in the kitchen. And it's just making uh, communication and human connection just that much uh, easier. You know, we're already using that with my mother. Uh, so we're traveling away and uh, it, she's, she remains in her home here in Calgary. And it's just amazing to see the um, new experiences that that product is opening up. We love it. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, it's, it's like the, this decade's iPhone, right? The iPhone last yeah. decade, the, yeah. the Echo, the AI technology in that is just stunning. And yeah. right, every version of it just keeps getting better. I, I agree with that. Um, and then last, uh, obviously you've, uh, whether uh, through osmosis or proactively mentored a lot of people in the industry, men and women, um, as you know, the industry is uh, historically, like most tech industries, been dominated 
you know, most of the startups and most of the people working in the industry have been men, but there's, you know, our industry has changed a lot in the last 30 years, a lot more women, especially in the marketing and PR advertising sides of the industry. Um, where, where do you see, like, how, how do you, how do you help, you know, what's the mentoring that you do within your organization and sort of how do you see that um, ferreting out over the next few years? Because STEM, you know, promoting STEM and STEM education isn't the solution alone. Yeah, you know, I, and, you know, I'm just going to take a little detour for a moment and just say how very proud I was of the management team at, uh, at SMART, where we had all, you know, about a 40% representation of women on our um, executive team, about 50% of our directors were women, and about 50% of our um, managers were women as well. And, you know, I, I often wonder why uh, that happened. And honestly, you know, now a, a lot of the women um, from those days when I connect with them now, they say that a lot of it had to do with the fact that a woman was at the top of the organization. And, you know, that was um, almost an accidental uh, thing. Uh, and so I think just giving um, more women the opportunity to um, rise within organizations, recognizing that uh, women bring a different kind of skill set uh, than perhaps the, the typical male. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about uh, making it easier for them, but looking uh, at the, the value that women bring. I, I think organizations could benefit uh, a lot from that. And it's not just the traditional roles where you might expect women to be in PR or HR or maybe your financial uh, person. It's looking across the, the technical uh, roles and that speaks uh, volumes quietly to other women in an organization. And uh, you know, if you bring a woman in for an interview, make sure she has a, an opportunity to meet um, a woman uh, within, or women uh, within the organization. So without speaking so much about the, the particular opportunity, they get the, the message that women are valued and that there can be um, a very productive uh, career opportunity to be had within that organization. You know, I never fixated on or focused on the fact that I was a woman. And in fact, it never occurred to me until on, oh yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. And I think for a lot of women, if they just carry on, get their job uh, done and work uh, collegially um, with, with men, that's going to work in, in some organizations. In others, it's, it's uh, just not because some of the subtle messages are at odds uh, with kind of women getting ahead. So, you know, I think it's a, a conundrum. It's better today uh, than it was but it's not as good as it could be. Yeah, and, and I was really excited to see that this recent round of elections to both the uh, VIXA board and also the subcommittees included a tremendous number of women in our industry. And uh, it, it's, I'm excited about it because obviously selfish, I have two daughters. Uh, but, uh, but at the same time, I'm excited because like you said, it's a different perspective, right? I mean, I, I can tell you that our company is a different company because we have a, 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 a woman running our company, Sarah, 
uh, on a daily basis that we would not have if it was just me or another person like me running the company. She's different. So that difference, as you said, is exactly the key. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's not as if all women think the same because that is just simply not true. Men don't think um, all the same, but it's getting that uh, breadth of perspective in an organization, whether they've worked in big companies, small companies, if they're from the East or the West, if they've got a technical background or non-technical. And so it's the, the, the diversity across a variety of factors, I think, that really benefits a company. Well, Nancy, I really appreciate you joining me today. Thanks for participating in this, uh, AV Peoples. Uh, you're definitely, uh, I mean, you're, there are very few women founders in our industry. We've talked to a couple of integrators that started companies. Uh, my, my, uh, I did a, a podcast a couple of weeks ago with uh, Inga Govartz. I don't know if you know her, but she runs marketing over at Barco. Uh, but but uh, you're the first of a, a manufacturer, owned a woman-owned manufacturer, uh, in your case, co-owner. Uh, and Nareva, co-founder of Smart and Nareva, uh, that's that you provide an interesting, unique perspective. And I love the story about how Smart got into the educational side of the business. I think that's a story that I don't know that's been covered very often. So thanks for sharing that as well. Thank you, Gary. And thanks for listening. And uh, of course, you can see all and you listen to all the AV People podcasts at RayPubs.com. Check out Nareva, which is where Nancy's sitting right now at Nareva.com, N-U-R-E-V-A.com, or just search Nareva on our website. Thanks again. Have a great day. 